Vem jogado por Simão. A passar por dois adversários. Simão a tentar oferecer o gol a Figo. E... Rui Costa vai, Rui Costa vai, And welcome into episode 5 of the Celeste Song Podcast. My name is Danny Pinto. I am your host. Thank you so much again for uh, for joining us for another episode. Thank you so much for downloading, for subscribing, for liking our Facebook page, for following us on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've had a lot of fun these first few weeks of the podcast leading up to the World Cup. And ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last episode prior to Friday, June 15th. The start of Portugal's World Cup first game versus Spain. Group B, I can't believe we're already here, yet I cannot wait. And I just, uh, God, I'm just so excited to get this thing going uh, in in Russia 2018. Just, you know, a lot of expectations, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement with this national team. And, and I just can't wait uh, for, for what Friday, for what Friday will bring. I want to thank last week's guest, uh, Mark Anthony Souza. Uh, once again, for uh, for joining us, uh, the previous episode thought he did a, a great job, not only uh, breaking down uh, the Algeria game in uh, in Portugal's last tune-up, but uh, but also giving us some insight on his work uh, with the Sacramento Republic FC out here in Sacramento for the USL. On today's episode, a very special episode, uh, in my opinion, uh, I've got three childhood friends of mine. We've grown up together: uh, Nelson Azevedo, James Faria, and Steve Haida. We uh, we sat down and we uh, we just did a little roundtable of uh, just some uh, some thoughts. Uh, about uh, about this last song, uh, where we were two years ago uh, when uh, when we won the whole thing in France in Euro 2016. Uh, our thoughts about this upcoming World Cup. My buddy James, just uh, the character of all characters, and you guys will uh, will hear that in just a few moments. But uh, it was it was just really awesome to have those guys who I've grown up with, and uh, and uh, and the the amount of games that we've seen uh, with the last song on the field. It was just very cool to have those guys uh, step in studio with uh, with me and, and sit down uh, for a little bit. Um, after you hear the uh, the interview, I will give you guys uh, my prediction uh, for the Spain game as well as what I think will be the starting eleven. And uh, I would love to hear what you guys uh, think the starting eleven will be and your predictions uh, for the Spain uh, matchup on Friday, June the fifteenth. But without further ado, here is the roundtable. And as promised, we have our World Cup preview, our uh, our roundtable discussion, uh, if you will. I am joined by three childhood buddies of mine. We have Steve Freida, James Faria, and uh, Nelson Azevedo joining me in the uh, palatious Celeste Song Podcast Studios here in Sacramento, California. Boys, hello. So, it's almost World Cup time. Buenoit. Very comfortable in here. Is it? Um, palatious, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like there's no echo. Echo. <laughs> Well, boys, obviously, uh, we're here to talk uh, Celeste on football. Uh, obviously, one of our, I don't I mean, is, is, the, is the Portuguese national team for you guys, like, your number one in terms of all sports teams of all time? It's a tough one. 
them or the 49ers. I go back and forth because I watch more football than Portuguese national soccer year-round. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a close one and two. James, what about you, buddy? Uh, in terms of national team, I'd have to say this Lasan would definitely be the favorite, the most exciting, uh, the most passionate team you could watch. And it's given me the most joy of any team I've covered uh, or followed. So I'd say it's Lasan's there, and then Benfica's a close second. Very nice. Steve, what about you? Uh, I would go with number one, yeah, followed closely by the Kings. However, I know what it's like for Portugal to win something. <laughs> Not so, so much the Kings. I'll let you know when the Kings win. Yeah, the Sacramento and Kings have uh, yeah, the Sacramento Kings have disappointed all of us in some way, shape, or form. All right, boys. Uh, before we start with our preview of the World Cup, let's let's go back two years. Summer of 2016, quite the summer for for us as as fans of this last song. Uh, I, I've talked with uh, with Michael uh, Teixeira and I've talked with Jimmy Enge in our first couple episodes. Just the feeling that. Uh, that that summer brought to us, and uh, that day, July 10, 2016, when we beat France in France in Euro 2016 to finally, finally bring us that long-awaited trophy. Steve, uh, I'll start with you, bud. What, I mean, where were you? What was your feeling? Um, are, are you over it yet? Uh, just tell me a little bit about uh, about what that day was for you, and we'll go around the room here. Yeah, so James was talking about the most joy earlier. That was definitely the most joy also coupled with the worst feeling ever because I was flying to Disneyland. So Disneyland was, we obviously planned that trip far in advance. Then it turned out Portugal was playing in the final on that day. So we took off as the plane or as the game was starting. We, right when the game started, we took off. So I couldn't get Wi-Fi on the plane. Can I ask, before you continue, where are your priorities? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I struggled with this. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> So we're on the plane, couldn't get Wi-Fi, a very short flight. We land, and I check the phone, and the first thing I see is that Ronaldo was injured, like, early Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, about 25 minutes in. So we go into the airport, and we're hanging out in the airport for a second, waiting for a rental car. Um, and I was like, I, I go in there thinking, like, oh, this is, that's it, obviously. Uh, so I go in there, and I'm like, oh, they're hanging, they're hanging in. We get in the rental car. And uh, my wife, Amber, pulls it up on the iPad, so it's playing as the as we're driving to where we're going to stay. And then uh, I was driving, which was not that good of an idea, because soon after that, then Edder scored his goal. And then soon after that, the, the whistle blew, and, I, and I'm on the freeway, like, trying to hold it together, not to kill my family. Uh, you know, holding back tears and all that stuff. And then uh, we made it. It was great. Great trip as a result. <laughs> and you enjoyed you enjoyed a good day of soccer and enjoyed the greatest. It would have been the worst. It would have been the worst family trip of all time. <laughs> would you have been? They would have lost. Would, would you have been sulking the entire time? It would have been the worst. But Pi, it was the best. Thank goodness. Hi, let's go to Magic Mountain. Okay. No, whatever. James, what are you, buddy? Primeiro queria dizer boa noite a todos. Muito obrigado por ter-me aqui no programa. Também queria desejar muitas felicidades e uns parabéns para ter um grande podcast aqui em Sacramento. Obrigado, bud. Agora para inglês. Well, my best memory of Portugal, of course, the best moment was us winning the Euro Cup. I happened to be at Nelson's house. Uh, there was lots of tears, uh, lots of embracement. Uh, it was actually the greatest feeling I've ever felt besides, I guess, have watching my child be born and that's pretty... Actually, yeah, it's the scary, 
Watching my child be born was the Let's best. One and one A. And then one A. <laughs> and then that's the uh, the second. The that feeling is hard to describe. I had never had like a team that I really like Sacramento Kings. I've never really felt them uh, win get that far. And then us winning that was just so big. And I think we deserved it. And we had been uh, getting close a couple years, a good straight runs. Some years better than others, but I felt like that was just amazing. And you know they toughed it out, and they made uh, they got the results when they counted. Nelson James said he was at your house. He was. One is oh, so this is true. This is true. I and and what it. what is your feeling? My or feeling, what was your feeling? My feeling was pretty pretty close to what James felt. Um, it, it was by far the best sporting moment of my life. Uh, like I said before, huge Niner fan too, but. Let's face it, man. We haven't won a Super Bowl since we were 14 years old. So it's been a while. It's been a while. We're um, old now. Yeah. So um, you know, it was one of those feelings like you watching the Bee Gees video where you walk around with your head high and just strut, <laughs> man. Like I felt for the last two years, when it comes to soccer, I don't care if you're German, Brazil, whatever. If you come up to me, I'm like, yeah, that's cute and all, but we're the current best team in the world so it's that's maybe going a little bit overboard but that's kind of the feeling that i still walk around with hopefully we can continue after the world cup um that would be just unreal i think the euro cup's a big deal um but you know the world cup i can't even it's the biggest I, it's, other than, well of course it's the biggest no I i'm talking about the my euro mind. cup euro cup is the biggest to me, anyways, maybe, after the maybe World I'm Cup. biased, but after the World well, Cup, in, I say it's a most important tournament. In terms of in terms of quality of play, think, you, you could arguably it. say that the Euro is 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 a bigger tournament or a tougher tournament to win, just because the majority of the bigger teams are in are in Europe. Totally, but, yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. But it just it's not that big, solid gold trophy that no, you know, it's, it's it's not the it's trophy. Just, yeah. No, no. <laughs> It's a pretty good one, though. Before before Portugal won the Euro Trophy, did anyone remember what the Euro Trophy looked like? Oh yeah. Oh I, okay. You I do not. It's See, I do not. Yeah. No. See, but that's no. the thing. It's like everybody. I couldn't knows, imagine it in my brain. Everybody like everybody knows that World Cup trophy. So that to is true. yeah. So exactly. to, to Steve's yeah. one, it's it's, it's number one. So. It is yeah. made of gold. <laughs> we one are, of them got stolen. The first one, there's you know there's been two of them. Okay. The first one was stolen in Brazil. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's the reason why they have the new one. I think they were like retiring the first one and uh, like putting it in a museum or something. Jean Remy, I forgot what it's called. Anyways, uh, that's why they have the current one, how it is. The other one got stolen in Brazil. Folks, you're not going to get this anywhere else. I'm telling you <laughs> yeah. right now. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, you're listening to uh, episode five of the Slesson podcast. This is our, uh, our World Cup preview, uh, joined by my good friends, uh, Steve Freda, James Faria, and Nelson Azevedo. I am your host, Danny Pinto. Uh, obviously, 2016 meant a lot to all four of us. I mean, in in the four of us, in some way, shape, or form, we've we've watched uh, games together our entire lives. We at some point have seen games together at each other's houses. Um, Nelson, you've been fortunate enough to to be uh, in Europe for uh, for Euro 20 uh, or 2004 mm-hmm. uh, when Portugal hosted. I did. Prior to 2016, what would you guys say was your your favorite moment as a as a, as a fan of this lesson. Well, I mean, you just hit on it for me. I <clears throat> happen to be fortunate enough to be at uh, the Portugal v England game. Um, definitely a nail biter. I, I mean, 
It's I can't even put into words from the beginning when the teams marched out. Uh, even before that, when they were just warming up, it felt surreal to be in Stade de Luge watching all that. Then um, when the national anthem started playing, I mean, you know, you get choked up. Uh, then you're chanting, yelling, screaming the entire game. Uh, fortunate enough to sit behind the goal that the PKs were shot on. Uh, and it was like a freaking nuclear bomb went off when the game was over, man. It was just <laughs> unreal. I mean, from marching out of the stadium, onto the metro, trying to get anywhere in that city, it was like nothing else mattered in the world. Uh, it was just green and red, waving everywhere, chance of, you know, Portugal, Forza, this, that, the other. It was, it was unreal. And oh, a bunch of and a bunch of bitter, bitter English fans. Bitter, bitter. Oh, we finally got them back for 1966. <laughs> just like in the most recent Euro. Yeah, right. <laughs> they never lost their bitterness. <laughs> James, what about you, bud? Uh, well, that whole Euro, I actually was in uh, a Sorge peak, Madalena. I was watching the game there. Uh, so that was just amazing, just being in Portugal and experiencing, uh, especially that year of Philippon. Uh, Philip Scolati, mm -hmm. being the coach, he really pushed uh, a pride for the national team that we, uh, I guess previous years hadn't been shared so much. There's a big campaign for everyone to show the colors uh, through the windows. And even in Uzzasoj, you'd see as bandeiras of war. And I felt like that was just amazing feeling, even every time uh, Portugal would keep winning and keep winning. And just going into, you know, downtown, center of the villa. Not really a downtown, but <laughs> center of the villa. The middle end of the peak would always be nice. And it was just a camaraderie instead of having, if you're ever there in the winter and, you know, they have a uh, sporting playing against Benfica, you always have, this was just everyone together. So it was really nice to Steve? feel that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure what, what year that was, what I was talking about earlier. Um, Portugal beating England in penalty kicks. That would have been well. That was two thousand four. But no, there was another. Was that oh six? Was that in the World Cup? I don't remember. I like it, was, had, so, it had I to be in the World watching Cup. Watching that at my house, but I don't remember it. Maybe it, it was. It was I World think Cup. That was a World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a good. And there's been a lot of them. And uh, when did when did Juan Pint punch the referee? Two thousand two. That was against the United. Wasn't it against the United States? No, that was that was Korea. It was two thousand two against South Korea. We needed where, to win. No, you, I think we all we needed all we needed was a was tied. a draw. Was a draw exactly. After that Korea scored <laughs> that disastrous start against the U.S. Yes. where the U.S. was, was up. The worst. Was it they three, was it three nil? Portugal. They crushed them. It was three Victoria nil. Victoria yeah. Frango. Yeah. They crossed the ball. Donovan crossed the ball without meaning to cross it. We well, meant to cross Donovan. it. Was Donovan on the team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donovan really meant up. to uh, meant to cross it, and it turned out to be like a weird. Shot towards the the corner of the near post, and Bahia goes to the block. It hits off his hand and into the net. I was so pissed. <laughs> so two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think I remember calling you at halftime, uh, James, and I'm just yes. like, "What? What is going on?" One, you were awake, thank God, because it was like three in the morning. Because that that entire World Cup was a bit uh, tough on the uh, on the old sleep schedule. But. This one's gonna be well, actually. Oh, was that the, the Korea one? Games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah two yeah. a.m. Yeah. games. Yeah. So that's why I don't wear soccer uh, jerseys or uh, being, uh, Portugal jerseys during Wallace Lesson plays anymore. Superstitious. Yes. Oh, that's no. That's one superstition I do have. Like, because when the, the ref? 
just oh, yeah. every <laughs> time every time I wear the jersey. The way that went. Every time I wear the jersey, it's either they seem to lose. I'm just like, well, I don't wear this jersey when they play. And I yet, put it on. And yet you dare to wear I a jersey. I take it. I take the jersey off, Quakash, and everything <laughs> during the game because that brings good luck. And then push the jug. So watching, up, no watching. matter where he is, he did, he did not do this at my house for the, for the final. Just to be clear, not that I know about it. Just, I was in the backyard. <laughs> Actually, some of the preliminary games that we had watched, we celebrated in your backyard. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Jean Pint punching the don't mess with Jean Pint. That's the obviously. well, Pep headbutting in German is not the best neither. So we'll no. see if Sergio Ramos doesn't. Pick on Pep or vice versa, and then both get into something. No, we fishy. need we need Pep to keep his head. Actually, Serge Ramos might go after Ronaldo now that he wants to leave Real Madrid. He dumps una castada nas canelas. Well, we will we will see. But I, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of uh, security, I guess uh, you can call it, on the on the Portugal squad. Um, prior to Leo Juvenino vai ir aí dar umas pancadas. Estamos no mercado. Este é o Bruno Bruno Carvalho. Se a seleção não marcar, todos do Sporting vão levar castadas lá em Lisboa. Podes crer. Pode, posso crer. Um, for me, I guess, like, my favorite Slesal moment, um, I think, and it wasn't even in a World Cup, it was, a, I believe it was for a World Cup qualifier. The, the Portugal-Sweden game, I think it was World Cup qualifier, where, where Ronaldo, That's the, the Ronaldo's Latin game. Yes, the that was qualifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, no, yeah, it was a play, playoff. It was a playoff. playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where Ronaldo, Ronaldo went, uh, went and got the hat trick, and uh, and Zlatan, I think, had two goals that game, him. too. Uh, but that, for me, I think that, for me, was... Because I think there was a lot of criticism uh, towards Ronaldo at that point, uh, rightly or wrongly, from both people outside uh, outside of Portugal and and maybe even fans of the Slesantu, where he hadn't had a signature game, kind of didn't put his team on his oh, back. That's true, yeah. and he did that. And game. he did that in Sweden, no less. And and did that was that, a do or die situation for yeah. sure. And then like almost right up there, and it's kind of a bittersweet moment. It was weirdly enough the third place game uh, when we lost to Germany wow. in 2006, where we knew that it was Fig's last game. Yeah, and he still had just a money dime to Nungomj, even though we lost that game, finished in fourth place. Just that guy was just pure class all the way, and it was you know bittersweet. I, that was even, a sweet team. I mean, Ronaldo by far is the best player of all time in Portuguese history, but Luis Figue is yeah, is is, my, them, is, yeah. is number Dude, one. He's what about when uh, he scored that goal against England? Oh yeah, to beat him, I'm pretty sure that and, was and from I, like what seems just a hair past midfield. Yeah, I think it was like, <laughs> like 35. It was like 35 yards. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, oh, Dave, David Seaman uh, just looked at the ball go in the net, and I'm like, oh. That's good. I think well, I think we may have been down two nothing in that game and came back to win three two. I believe that is yeah. correct. Well, yes. and a lot of people forget, man. If you look at some videos of Luis Figue as like a young lad, the dude could. You know, everyone thinks Ronaldo's the only oh, fancy man. footed Portuguese player that we've ever had. Luis Figue dribbling was, was his unreal, thing. Real dude. Yeah. Oh man, Figue could dance, baby. You could dance. Uh, you're listening to episode five of the Slash Song podcast. We are doing our uh, World Cup preview here. Uh, joined by my friends uh, Nelson Azevedo, James Faria, and Steve Freda. Uh Boys, let's let's talk about 2018. We uh, by the time this podcast uh, airs and is posted, we will be just a few days away from Portugal's game uh, against Spain, uh, Friday, June 15. Let's talk about expectations uh, from you guys personally. What would what would constitute for you guys? A successful minus, obviously, because we all want them to win, and obviously that's the ultimate success. But you guys, go ahead and tell me what would what would constitute success for you guys 
how deep of a run do you think it would be for a successful run for Portugal, in your opinion? Um, well, considering what happened two years ago, I, I mean, ugh, that's pretty tough because it's got to be at least the final for me and a like, good showing in the final. Um, and, you know, like you said, everybody wants to win, but European champions coming in. And that, you know, I'm extremely biased, but not... Uh, to the point where I'm like, yeah, they're they're the favorite to winners like that. They're, sure, I, they're not the favorite to win, nor should they be. But um, I don't think they get enough respect. <clears throat> they don't get enough respect. That's that that's it. So teams like that tend to have that underdog mentality and kind of uh, I don't know. We'll see if they come through. Hopefully they do. But I would say I'm not gonna be happy if they don't make the final. James, and I know that's a tall order. Um, well, I think, of course, they got to get out of the group. That's obviously uh, a mandatory uh, step one. I think for Sanchez's uh, strategy of and what he has to, to use on the field, I believe, and the attack, he has many options. Uh, Ronald's not uh, putting him away uh, like he uh, should. Um, he has other options, other people to play off of him. Uh, Bernard Silva is going to play very uh, well. Uh, Andre Silva is also showing really well with the Slesson scoring at a good rate, and uh, and then you got these other youngsters on the on the bench, Gedge, and uh, and even uh, we saw Sporting's uh, young player uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, show uh, that he can also score. That was actually his first uh, pro header in all his career. It was the first time he ever scored with, uh, by head. It's a good moment. It not, a, not a bad guy to get an assist from either, right? <laughs> exactly, to get an assist from Puno. They're but, deep. yeah, then I f- feel they got to get out of the group. They also have to uh, feel semi semifinals has got to be, you know, if they get to the semifinals, I feel that it represents them well, and then I think anything's possible once they get to the semifinals uh, that they can they can get the results. We showed they can gut it out, they can close down, and, and then create chances as well. So that's and then win the final. <laughs> ganhar isto, vamos ganhar. <laughs> Filhos da mãe. Nelson, what about you? I'm kind of with James. I mean, yeah. taking a step back and just being realistic, and I because I try to look at it ten years down the down the road from now. Because obviously, right now, coming off the high of 2016, current European Cup champions, like Steve said, we don't get enough credit. Period. End of story. They, we don't get enough credit. I personally won't be happy with anything less than a victory. And I'm talking the whole damn thing. Now, talk to me in 10 years. I think if we make the semifinal, because, hey, man, Germany's got a great team. I think this is going to be one of the better Brazilian teams we've seen in years. Because, let's face it, for a long time, not to offend any Brazilian listeners, but they've lived off of their reputation. Because I don't feel they've had a very strong team for a long time now. You got Messi in Argentina. You got France. You got Spain. I mean, there's a lot of quality teams this year in the World Cup. I think if we make the semifinal, that's a great showing. Um, but that said, I think I think we need to take the same approach we took two years ago. And this sounds super simplistic, but if we don't lose a game and just keep playing with that mentality, whether it be uh, in Full-time, extra-time, or PKs, if we don't lose, we'll be hoisting the trophy at the end of the tournament. And anything less than that, in the moment, I'm not going to be happy with. Did did anybody care two years ago that we quote-unquote won ugly? No. 
Absolutely no, not. Not at all. And, no and yet, and yet, there's. I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons why we don't see Portugal as one of the top four, top five, top six. They're not um, smashing people. Yeah, I mean, but they're but like the, the all the all the uh, folks in the media, you know, ESPN and Fox and 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 even Alexi Lalas. Well, oh, God. okay, you know what? <laughs> there was a mandate to never mention that dude's name on this okay, show, and you just man. broke it. I'm but, sorry. I'm but sorry. I mean, there. In a way, I like it because it's <clears throat> it's still people still don't believe that uh, 2016 was a. I think it was lucky. Uh, yeah, Memorable and lucky. Let them, you know what? Listen. You need luck to win, though, in all these tournaments. Absolutely. You don't have that on your side. And you do, for, of course, but I wouldn't but say... But you create your it luck. It was nerve-wracking. It was nerve-wracking. <laughs> I mean, it, was yeah. nerve- it was absolutely nerve In the nerve- beginning wracking. of the tournament, it's like, oh, But, geez. I mean, I still... And that goes back to the disrespect. I feel like people feel like, oh, they just got lucky. Really, we got lucky every, through and qualifiers well lost, yeah. and through quarterfinals. and We got lucky the entire damn time. No, I'm guessing we did... A few things right to get to where we got, and then lose our best player with damn near the whole game to go, and in still the final, pull it off win. in the final. Yeah, come on! Not yeah. only not only in the final in France, in France, in yeah. France against yeah. France, yeah, who were heavily favored. Yeah, I mean they pulled what I like to call a grease. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. the same. Coach. I don't like to call it. Yeah, that. I don't like the same coach. But I, yeah, but it, no, Fernand Sanchez wasn't the coach of uh, of Greece when they beat us. No, no. Let's you know we'll have to check the record books on that one, James. <laughs> but we shall see. I you shaking your head? Yes, I think you're wrong. But we will move on. But let's talk <laughs> about that coach. Yeah, let's use the Let's talk about that coach, Nunsanch. And you mentioned the guy Scolari when when we had our run in 2004 and 2006. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not in Portugal, but we we can see that there is a difference with this guy being the coach. You know, we didn't see it with Paul Bent. We didn't see it with Carlos Kudaj. We haven't seen it since Scolari. This team seems to be what it is, a team. There's a belief in what he wants to do. There's a belief in the way he goes about it. And I'll never forget, when he, I believe it was in during group play, which it could have been maybe after the second draw, where he said, I made, I made, my, plane, I made my plane reservations mm-hmm. to come home on July 11th, which was the day after the final. And you know what? Again, luck, skill, whatever it was, it, it wasn't. It wasn't boastful. It wasn't arrogance. It was just he had a belief in his guys. Confidence. And I think now with the team, in my opinion, being more talented now than it was two years ago, I think that can only serve us well, especially with the with the with the way that he likes to play, which is, yeah, he doesn't like to let anybody score. And now with the firepower that they have up front, like you mentioned, James, I think that this Portugal team could go very far, and I I tend to agree with with, with you, James, and with you, Nelson. I think a semifinal would be um, for me a minimum to to say yes, this was successful uh, a successful run. But Steve, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I, well, I which th- is it? Damn it. Well, I know it's, <laughs> I think a semifinal no, will 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 please the media, and they'll make the British guys be like, oh yeah, they did, you know. No, they got to the make sem- the British guys do that. No, we got, do that. They oh. got to the semifinal. They're doing all right. They're doing all right, this Portugal team. They'll do <laughs> something like that. What the hell has England done in recent years? That's why they're like that, dude. Nothing. Exactly. Oh, I think they look a little better this year. England, England, I think, might have a, a solid run. This year, I, I don't England, know, I don't know the best if, team, but I think at least young with youth, yeah. they look pretty good. Not sure. We'll I'm not sure they can make a deep run, but I think they, they do a, a knockout run. Maybe quarterfinals, but... Um, I don't know, man. It's there's a feeling, and and I don't know, man. It's it's Ronaldo being even though he's older, 
I think he has he has firm 100% control of his game better now than he ever has. And I know that he's a better player in terms of pure class maybe a few years ago, but in terms of what Fnun Sunch wants to do, in terms of what he's asked to do for the team, and obviously what they did for 100 minutes without him in that final, now with a more talented team, to me, the sky's the limit in this in this World Cup with the possibility of Portugal could raise that trophy. Now, is it likely? No. But after three draws, I didn't think it was likely that they'd win the, the Euro <laughs> Euro two years ago. So I think we're just more we're more confident, and then we're just a little bit more. I don't know. For right now, we're we're a little bit calm. We're just like, yeah, yeah we got this. They're well, already. I so I'm just and like. I think after I think during the Euro, you kind of went in. I mean, I get pumped for any 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 time the national team is going to play in the Euro Cup or the World Cup. I think. It wasn't until maybe the game against Wales that I started thinking, you know, this is a possibility <laughs> that we might win this damn thing. You know, I, I, I guess going in, we were probably better going into years ago because the expectations weren't as high. Yes. But I'm with you, Danny. I think we have a much stronger team. I don't want to overdo it, but the players that are left that were left out were replaced by much more uh, youthful. Um, most of them are attacking players, but I think that's what we've kind of been lacking anyway. Um, Forever. So, yeah. We've had one guy. <laughs> what? Uh, strike Pauleta? Pauleta. Well, natural striker. Natural striker. I mean, yeah. Um, and I think with Ronaldo getting as much of the attention that he's going to get, it opens up. A lot of room for these youngsters to come in and and get their goals, you know. So, yeah, expectations are high, man. Um, and yeah, so what were the underdogs? So was Rocky Balboa against Ivan Drago. Man. Listen to this. Out turned out. Listen to this. If he dies, he dies. But you know what? If I can change and you can change, we can win the World Cup. Yeah, right. You're listening to the uh, World Cup preview here on the Slash Song Podcast. I'm your host Danny Pinto, joined by my buddies. Steve, James, and Nelson. Um, before we go into the, uh, the the tournament in terms of specifics with players and and and, and matchups, does does winning the Euro two years ago is your approach or your expectation or what you want out of this tournament change simply because now we've won uh, a title with the European Championship? Had we not won, do you think your approach to winning? Or to wanting to win, or if it doesn't their approach to, to wanting to win. No, 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 no. Us, I want to win us, this us, thing. No, no, yeah, us, no. Yeah. Us, but, <laughs> us, but us as fans, like, is is there a? Well, if it wouldn't have happened that way, it would have been like what you were saying, Nelson. Expectations about, are lower, right? About know. the Euro, so that's that would be more similar. How are you thinking about this one? Well, because like but, you know, if let's say we didn't win the Euro two years ago, Ronaldo's now thirty three, heading into quite possibly his last World Cup. Yeah. So is the is the need? Is the want? Is the the hope, like even more drastic, because we hadn't, we wouldn't have had anything in our back pocket, like we now have with that 2016 title. Is that, is that is in in your expectation, or not even your expectation, but just like if they win, great. If not, eh, we we have 2016. No, I think I think it's even for me personally. I think it's even more so now, just to shut the critics critics up, because I think. This is the crown jewel this, right here. Oh, my God. Because oh, Ronaldo wins this. Is, he's, a, he's up there. With he's the, the best he's human a, of all time. Records-wise, goals-wise, in, uh, in, in all clubs. honesty, I mean, it would be a, it would be a nice just 
middle finger to all the oh, man. those who just because I mean we all remember the, the interviews after you know after the the Euro final it was like oh yeah this was great but it really wasn't this was the worst soccer I've ever seen and it's kind of a slap in the face to everybody that hey man you know we actually do know what we're doing and just a quick side note we're actually pretty good at sports that involve a soccer ball. We're the current futsal champions. Tell them. The current beach soccer champions. Tell them. And the current European cl- uh, football champions. These so are thoughts, Nelson. We kind of know what we're doing. I'm sounding, you know, a little arrogant right now, but facts it would, are facts, man. Yeah, man. It would just be nice to get the respect I feel that we finally that we've deserved for a long time. Going back to 2004, which I think was the best team Portugal's ever had. I think it was a shame that that team didn't win that Euro Cup because I think player for player we were just stacked back then and I think since then we've had good soccer teams and it would be nice to just man I think this one's pretty good though I think this is a deep team it is a deep team like they're not I mean obviously well a lot of them were there for the Euro but no, no, guys, but I'm, yeah, I'm, talk, uh, I'm 13, talking the 13, Euro 13, 14 players uh, coming back uh, from uh, from two years ago yeah yeah, I well, mean, yeah, those guys were legends, though, that you're talking about. Exactly. I mean, you had, I mean, you had Ronaldo in his youth. You had Rui Costa. You had Deck. You had Figo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, hey, I, I see a lot of potential in these new young I think guys they're we got already, coming up. Yeah. I think so, they're already a very good team. Yeah. And then I think Ronaldo's still right there to be the dude that takes them. Oh, Ronaldo! Ronaldo's better at 33 than Luis Figo was at 33. Yeah, to I lead the team, there's, there's like no not even close, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, Ronaldo, this half since the here. beginning of two eight, 2018, his per goal uh, ratio, it's been the best ever in his <laughs> per game. But I mean, it's at least the last second half of the 2018. And yet he's struggling. Yeah, yeah they somewhat. say he's struggling. We struggled yeah. at the beginning of the year, but oh, it's so it's that's fine. so funny. Like, he it's like he's 33, he's put, he puts it away. Only half a game, and he's struggling. Same thing for Messi. Yeah, well, you know what? They're even worse on him, I think. Steve, that is a wonderful segue <laughs> because I have a note here that's to talk about this. So ESPN uh, FC, uh, their their soccer department uh, for ESPN, uh, came out with the top 50 players to watch in the World Cup. Um, 50 players, only one guy from uh, from our team, of course, Josef Font. <laughs> um, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo uh, made the made the top fifty. Uh, he is in he is in the top five. Let me give Ronaldo you guys. Still is not in the top fifty. You know what? I I was thinking if there's going to be anybody else in the top Manchester fifty. Manchester City, Manchester City's own. Um, but he hasn't done that much there. So there's no. Diaz. So the top five are Crack. the top five were uh, Harry Kane at five from England, Kevin De Bruyne from uh, from uh, Belgium at four, uh, Neymar at three. And then that leaves, you know, the 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 two the two greatest uh, going on uh, right now. How do you guys think? Have you guys seen the rankings? I have not. I have not. Okay. How how do you think it went? One and two. I'm gonna run all those two. What do you think? Messi's one. Cristiano Ronaldo primeiro. It's a tough one because um, I think you get politics that go in there because I think everyone in the media loves Messi more because he's quiet. He's got the wholesome. Little boy. He's a little guy. Well, I mean, and it's not even his size. He's just quiet. He doesn't, you know. They're they're, they're very different. They're very different. Ronaldo is good, and he's not afraid to tell you he's good. And he's flash and all of that. And I think the media just paints him as an evil villain. And they. So to answer your question, I'm going to go Messi, number one, and Ronaldo, two. 
Although I think, um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's so close. I would, my ultimate dream would be to see those two play in the final against each other, and just finally see this argument put to rest. Um, with obviously Ronaldo coming out on top, that would be that would be nice. But, I don't know. <laughs> they'd still find a way in the media to of be like, they, yeah, um, of course, you know, Messi would. had of no help this year. Mascherano's old. You know, their defense is. Listen, what Argen- is this LeBron James? <laughs> we have no LeBron James talk here. No help. Yeah. Well, well, looking looking at the top the top fifty list, it was it was Ronaldo two and and Messi one. Um, it's fine, even though. Uh, Lionel Messi lost two super uh, nice tournaments, U- uh, Copa Americas, <laughs> two years in a row. He has, and then he bailed, has not, in penalties to Chile, and then <laughs> bailed and then bailed on his team afterwards for a quick moment and retired from international sure, soccer. He did and, do that after he lost yeah. the second one. He's back off. to back. <laughs> he still has not won a major tournament. He won, Olympics, he won Olympics in under twenty one. Wow. All right, I love. <laughs> I love I love a gold medal. I love a gold medal like anybody else in soccer. Gold medals don't mean anything. Dude, Michael Phelps has like infinity of those. Man. We should get him. <laughs> we should, we, should see, we should see if Michael Phelps has any Portuguese citizenship. That'd be pretty dope. But uh, but the reason why I, I bring it up is. It, I mean, at this point in their careers, is is the argument about who's better, Messi or Ronaldo, is that even a productive argument to have anymore? No, because those who choose their sides won't waver one way or the other. Because it goes a lot more, or it goes a lot further than just pure soccer skill and what they do on the field. Those who love Messi absolutely despise and hate Ronaldo and vice versa. And I'm talking from grown adults to my nine-year-old son. You know, um, actually just turned ten. Whoops. But um, yeah, it's a whole it's, year of nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just no. I think it's it's pointless. I think you could have both teams playing in the final. You could have it to where it's zero-zero. One of them scores the game winner, and it still is not going to make a difference. I don't. Um, I, I, I appreciate both players. Me you too. Know. Me too. I, like, I sure. love watching Messi dribble it from half the field and make you know a couple guys look silly. The one thing you we know, know for sure is they're the two best players that there ever was. I think that's that's to play, that, to play together. There's never been a, a race, a horse no, race like this. No, no, no. Where two guys two, are going 15 goals a year or 40 goals a year plus back. They're the to best back, ever. To back yeah. to back. They're the best players ever. And I, I, to, Just I don't imagine if Ronaldo had gotten hormones when he was 16. Fourth of all. I mean, his his thighs are, are just unbelievable now. If with some little bit of hormone, I mean, that, that might be unfair. You can't. You <laughs> it can't is unfair really, already. You can't say who's better. You can't. I mean, no, that's how I feel too, about it. It's they're like too different. Man. They're, they're, they're both they're, just so unbelievable. Yeah. They just do this. Like you said, they score at a rate that no like, one has Neymar ever Neymar's set up to take the spot of these two, but at least in terms of uh, uh, putting away goals and numbers. He's not, I don't think he's, he's not even close. I don't think man. he's going to get close. He is going to pass up Pele, though, for goals for the national team. In, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he's, 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 he's what, 26. He's 20. No, but he, well, he's 26, and he's, I think, maybe... 20 goals away. Yeah, something like that. So he'll have plenty of time, but... He'll get that, 
record. Yeah, but that that's a, that's a record that that he'll break, and you will never convince me that he will ever be better than Pele. Like in terms of like European goals, I don't think he'll. Pele's ever. host hoisted this trophy we're talking about here three different times. Yeah, that's Neymar's quite, never. never that's that. quite yeah, good. Never, I don't know that there's another player that's ever going to do, do that, that. Actually, that's yeah, an impressive true. one. Yeah. Well, Ronaldo's going to go on quite a run. You heard it here first. When, he, when he's forty, <laughs> when he's forty-three, it's going to be amazing. I heard in sixty-six in England they forced Pele to leave the World Cup. I don't know. Was he I heard that in the radio the other day. And that was, was that the one he was in? And they were, back then, they were double dent castadas. Well, all of them, man. They jogavam com bolas de cabedal. Essas bolas plásticas que tem agora. That's another breaking news item right here on the show. All right, guys. Well, we uh, we're, let's talk about now the, the group. And and what what we what we think coming up, especially with the with the first game going up against Spain, obviously the toughest game on paper for the Slesson. But I think that we would we wouldn't be doing our justice to a team like Morocco. And, and we had a, a pre-show meeting with uh, with the guys here, and Morocco's been on such a run, and they they have Iran in the in their first game, and depending on how you know the Portugal Spain game goes, we, we you could be looking at Morocco. In the second in the second game with three points, and you might be looking uh, at Portugal with either one or none. Because three is. Let's. I mean, of course, you're gonna get it. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, it's it's a it's a given. Portugal's gonna get nine points in this group. It's on a good But um, you know, what do you guys what do you guys think of the group? And and and, and we'll get into the roster here. What do you guys think of this roster? Uh, strengths, weaknesses. You guys see um, with the twenty three man uh, squad that Dunstan just has taken to Russia. Right now, I feel like the the, the weakest point is Sendraj. You know, yeah. it's the only the weakest, the only thing criticism I can make right now. Uh, I saw a little bit of the warmups. I saw the whole Argelia game. Uh, so I saw Font play extended minutes. He looked fine. Uh, Argelia didn't really uh, attack that much. They did get a couple of shots off, but it's gonna probably be Font and Pep in the middle. Uh, Gehaid, Cedric in the in the back. And I like how Gehaid uh, likes to go up the left side and likes to get up and across more than Cedric does. And then William Carvalho and João Moutinho. Uh, they have William Carvalho supposed to be the more defensive, but against Argelia, João Moutinho was running like a 20-year-old. He won so many <laughs> balls in the midfield and put on pressure. And that allowed actually William to make some nice passes, which led to uh, a goal. Um, on the wings, uh, what did I say? We're going with Bernard Silva. On the right, in Ashkira, I think it's going to be João Mario. And then up top is going to be Ronald uh, and André Silva. I don't know if it's a No. That's yeah. it. Oh, and Patrícia na Beleza. And Spanha is going to be a tough match. I think we can get a win. Uh, it'll be nice to give it to him in this stage. They deserve it. Merecing <laughs> 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 Before, uh, before uh, Nelson or Steve here, do you think Bernard Silva is the wing or the is, oh, is the is the next player for for Portugal in terms of the quote unquote star out of the group? I, I would say group. right now, yeah. About in terms of skill wise, yeah, uh, yes, I think he will be the next. Maybe I don't know if he has that personality like Ronaldo does. To not many people to do. be <laughs> that could be Bruma. <laughs> <laughs> Bruma, wow! That's, oh my God! Let's turn back the clock on that. Hey, Bruma, after this, you might get called up after when Ronaldo retires. Watch Bruma. Steve. He had a good year in Turkey, by the way. Steve, what about you, bud? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I yeah, Morocco's been on a tear, but I think we'll. They're due to lose. They're due, yeah, but 
Já vou para Las Vegas pôr apostas contra tudo de jogos de Marrocos. O sifão abaixo. Não meter água. I don't know. Iran's probably the weakest, right? They're the weakest, but they're defensively. Portugal beat them 1-0. They lose 1-0 a lot. I don't know if... Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Morocco smokes Iran. What's that going to tell us? I don't know. Well, I mean, it I mean, could it could it could be a. I think it's 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 a big deal only because you may be looking at a matchup where you are looking at a team that you're now behind. Depend because yeah. I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Spain is one of the favorites, Tough. but yeah. they also crashed out two years ago and four years ago, whatever it was yeah. in the uh, in the World Cup uh, in the World Cup four years ago. So. You never know, and you know what? You never know. That's anybody, thing, so. anybody could crash out. So Portugal could go up against Morocco on you know if they're on a bad day, Morocco's on a good day. That that's going to end yeah. bad. Oh know? sure, absolutely. So, do Camp Trivela Golo. Mais nada. After the first games, I think we'll have a better idea, a better feel for it. What do you think, roster wise? What do you what do you like? What you, what what don't you like? Uh, well, I don't really disagree with anything. You know, they left off some pretty high profile guys. Uh, those two guys that play for Barcelona. Uh, oh, Andre Gomes and Nelson Smith. Yeah, that was pretty. Well, they had and, a bad year at Barcelona. And, and Neves, they left Hoop, off. Hoop and Neves, yeah. But I don't know. I feel. I still feel pretty good about this team. I mean, from top to bottom. I, like I said earlier, they seems like that this is a pretty deep team, based on the talent. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about it. I think. Um, as far as the group goes, I think. Um, and I'm not saying it should be a cakewalk, but I think Portugal and Spain should definitely advance. I could easily see a 0-0 tie in the first game uh, between Portugal and Spain. I could see them just kind of feeling each other out, um, not wanting to risk too much and give up a stupid goal and find themselves you know, with zero points. Um, so I could see them both just playing extremely safe, knowing, hey, we get a tie here, no big deal. We just take care of business in the next two games, and uh, and we advance. Um, but again, I, you know, you never know. Um, but that's kind of how I see it going. Um, as far as the lineup goes, um, I'm perfectly fine with it, actually. The only thing I do worry about a little bit is, um, is in the middle, um, I think william doesn't get enough credit he's not super sexy to watch play or anything he's just very very simple but you could count on two fingers how many times the guy loses the ball during the game you know um i think if he was to go down you know who do they bring in to replace him if and i say down i mean if he gets in card trouble or you know gets a stupid injury they take uh, the think, bus to the which game he as does. A team. Yeah, yeah i i think i think that would give us some worry there um but no, I'm perfectly fine with the lineup. Um, I think we got a very deep uh, bench. Yeah. Um, other than you know somebody to replace in the midfield, there I th- I do think our center our center defenders are a little bit weak. Um, weak. I think that's our weakness. If we had to pick one, I think Bep is actually going to have himself a hell of a World Cup. Just the feeling I have, I guess. Um, and then either Bruno Alves or Fulton just kind of need a do their job and be role players. Um, and I think, I think we'll be fine. Um, I definitely, if we don't get out of the stage, uh, the group stage, I think it's, that's a catastrophe. It is a a catastrophe. Uh, I I think there's no excuse for it. Well guys, uh, after the group round of 16, possible matchups against, uh, against Uruguay and Egypt, 
Um, assuming they advance. Assuming they advance. <laughs> I mean, on paper, we're sure, looking at, at sure. those matchups. Quarterfinals, looking at a possibility of France and, and, and or uh, or Argentina. Could see Argentina, like Nelson, like Nelson mentioned uh, in the finals as well. Obviously, a lot depends on if Portugal finishes first or, or second, where everybody else finishes first or second. The one thing I, I can uh, guarantee is that uh, we're we're pretty damn excited for for the scene to get started for us on on Friday. Yeah. And, uh, I've already been watching friendlies like crazy. <laughs> Half asleep though. Just like just watch, just getting ready, training myself again. I'm gonna get up early Saturday morning. Saint Quaker. Saint Quaker. Saint Camisa. Well, boys, let me, I'll I'll leave you with this question here. What if? What if we do it? What? What? If, I'll just leave it there. Vou perder o trabalho e vamos afrescar. Vai ser o diabo. Vai ser muito perigoso. Cidades de sacramento. Cuidado. What if? What? What if look we? What if out. we did it? Well, yeah. Look the hell out for James. <laughs> <laughs> look the hell out. I mean, that just would be ultimate scoreboard to every naysayer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it would man, just we be like have all to you... congregate here in Sacramento. That's, we'd have to fight, you know. To... And, and oh, I we, mean, we would figure out a way. Yeah, and 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 like I said earlier, I mean, yeah, it'd be a huge middle finger to all the naysayers. That's not my driving force for wanting to win this thing, obviously. But no, I just think well, of that's our how, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, want to kick in, eat it too. <laughs> I just think of how, like, the pure joy <laughs> that two years ago brought me, man. I mean. I walked around with the biggest smile on my face for like, I mean, I don't even, I mean, it still hasn't left. Almost, that summer, you know, you know the yeah, summer, we get one of the best summers ever. Oh my God, man. And I mean, Every if they were to win, because I mean, it's, it's the first time, you know, obviously it'd be their first one. Um, it would be, it, it would be incredible, man. I, I can't even put into words how, uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see uh, in mid-July what yeah. that feeling's like. We'll, we'll yeah. find out. We'll find out July July fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's a good way to end it, uh, boys. Can't uh, thank you guys for uh, for coming by the studio and uh, and putting this uh, putting this together. I think I think as a whole, uh, we're we're very much uh, looking forward to this tournament, and uh, we can't wait to see what this team does. So uh, to Steve, to James, and to Nelson, Forza boys. Love you guys, and uh, we've been pals uh, since we were little guys, and uh, to be able to do this with you guys is uh, is a lot of fun, and I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed your time here. Absolutely, brother. Thanks, Danny. Hey. Oh, Portugal! <laughs> My thanks again to uh, to my buddies uh, Steve Fajeda, uh, James Faria, and Nelson Azevedo. Honestly, three of the best friends a guy could ever ask for, and I, I really appreciate them uh, making some time to uh, to sit down and, and record this uh, record this uh, World Cup preview, this roundtable, if you will. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys could uh, could hear the the amount of fun that we were having. And uh, how about that singing at the end, huh? Huh? We got so we got voices like angels, like uh, like a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. So, uh, so, so we have my thanks again, uh, to those three gentlemen, uh, again, just, uh, best friends for life. And I really appreciate them, them coming by. All right. To the Spain game, um, to the match, depending on where you're at, it's a match. Um, 
My expectation is I don't think either team is going to do anything drastic nor foolish that will uh, have them in a hole heading into the second game. I think this game uh, will be a draw, whether it be nil-nil, 1-1. I, I think, obviously, if uh, whoever whoever gets that first goal uh, is probably going to sit on it like crazy and, uh, and and try to play defensive the rest of the way. I can see them after uh, maybe a half of play, if it's still nil-nil, uh, having uh, almost a gentleman's agreement to uh, to just head into the head into the second match uh, against uh, Morocco and Iran respectively to see what they can do with a quote unquote weaker opponent. But if you're asking me for a uh, an actual prediction, I'm gonna go with uh, a one one draw with a goal by Andres Silva as he will be in my starting eleven uh, for the Spain game. My starting eleven would be Huy Patrice in goal. Uh, with Cedric Swaj at right fullback, Rafael Gahed at left fullback. Uh, my center backs would be Pep and Josef Font. Uh, William Carvalho manning the uh, the midfield on the defensive end. Uh, I'm going to go with old reliable here uh, with João Moutinho playing in the middle uh, for for this match specifically. Uh, I, I think it'll be uh, Bernard Silva and uh, João Mario uh, on the wings uh, with André Silva and, of course, o Capitão. Uh, Christian Ronald uh, playing up top uh, with Andre Silva. Um, as much as I would love Gedge and as much as I would love uh, Bruno Fernandes, starting off with, with a lot of firepower, I think experience prevails, especially in this game, in this match where I think a result, whether it be three points or one point, is an absolute must so that you don't start off in a, in a hole, uh, considering the unpredictability of the next two games. I mean... Teams crash out all the time, as we as we talked about in the in the roundtable. Uh, Spain crashed out four years ago, so obviously you don't want to be the team that crashes out. You don't want to be uh, be the team that does anything foolish in the first match, because while you cannot win the group in the first game, you could possibly be out of it uh, and put yourself in a hole that becomes uh, much more difficult to uh, to get out of um, with uh, with two games remaining in the group. Uh, reach out to us on social media. You can like our Facebook, uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Pod. Uh, follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Email us Pod at gmail.com. Uh, I've been enjoying a lot of interaction with all of you guys in these first few weeks of, uh, of the podcast. You guys have been absolutely awesome. Uh, and the support has been absolutely tremendous and I just cannot wait. We are just days away here. Uh, as of this uh, recording, uh, to the uh, to the matchup uh, and to the World Cup, and it's just, whew, it's uh, it's it's exciting times for uh, for us fans of the Slash Song and, and soccer fans and football fans all over the world as well. So that will do it for us on episode five. My thanks again to my good friends Nelson Azevedo, James Faria, and Steve Ferreira for joining me on episode five. Guys, the World Cup is just days away. Portugal, Spain is just days away. And I just cannot wait for Friday, June 15th. And I know all of you out there cannot either. My name is Danny Pinto. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 5 of the Celeste Sound Podcast. Muito obrigado, um grande abraço, and Forza Portugal!